previously on ImpTab Avatar, Blades in the Dao Fei. We had downtime and we marked XP, and that was literally it. <laughs> this time on Blades in the Dao Fei. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, basically, Gami the Kite and Gecko Jr. have been sitting there in your lobby waiting for you guys to talk with them. So let's go figure out what's happening with them this time in Blades in the Dao Fei. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to ImpTab Avatar, Blades in the Dao Fei, the Blades in the Dark actual play where we make up almost everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Thomas Ryan as... He's back. He's back, he's back. Christian Randall as... Tonin Yoru and Evan Peterson as Siwei Lang. You guys got to make your intros way longer. My goal is to be as quick as possible. That was <laughs> my goal this time. I'm just going to vacuum up your time. Well, you guys finally get to the room where Gecko Jr. and Gami the Kite have been waiting for you. It's a very long walk. So Gecko Jr. Uh, looks, you know, familiarly similar to her father, except her father is a much like shorter and and just like a lot less intimidating than you were expecting. <laughs> Gecko Jr. is actually taller than her father and has much more of an air of confidence about her. And Gami the Kite is a gentleman who has all the appearance of being a runaway air nomad. Oh, like tattoos and everything? Yeah, so like often wears a hat, a head wrap to conceal that tattoo. But you can see like there have been stories about air nomads who have run away and they'll get like snakes tattooed over the arrows that they have on their arms and their legs. And this guy has a couple of surging rivers going down his arms, uh, maybe trying to deflect some attention away, maybe make people think that he's Water Tribe or something. But you guys know what's up. Mm, impressive. So you had a job for us. And Gecko says, yeah, of course. Now let's sit down in these chairs and we'll get to business. Uh, absolutely. She kind of steeples her fingers and leans forward and says... Now, the Dao Fei situation here in Ba Sing Se has been getting a little bit stagnant, if you ask me. I have been looking at what my father's been doing for decades and decades and decades, and there's a lot of potential to really shake things up here in this city, and the people who have been doing all the crime are just getting complacent. They're just sitting there doing their thing while the Earth King sits up there being an absolute dangus. We don't speak his name in here. Oh, yes. The Earth King. Actually, let me let me pull up his name. Uh, what was the name that I gave him? I was going to say she didn't speak his name. <laughs> no. So uh, as we've talked about before, the Earth King canonically doesn't have a name, the 46th Earth King. So I have decided that his name is Earth King Chongxi Tongji Renmin Shangli Chisui. No one can say his name. <laughs> exactly. That's why people don't speak the name of the Earth King, because it's just so friggin' long. <laughs> I, I apologize to any of our listeners who actually speak Chinese and know how those words are supposed to be pronounced. That's basically just, so that is literally what Google Translate gave me for the phrase, strong in rule, son of the victory of the people, which is a reference to something, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Okay. <laughs> we don't speak his name anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Curses upon Earth King Changshi Tongji Renmin Shangli Chi Sui. What did he just say? <laughs> now, here's what I've been thinking. We've got an old guard, as it were, of Dao Fei gangs here in Ba Sing Se, but we've also got some young blood coming in on the scene. And we've been watching what you folks have been doing. The Shearshoe Fancers Association, they ain't a thing anymore. The Gardeners, they ain't a thing anymore. I think there's an opportunity here for us to really make some meaningful difference here in the city. Change things for the better from the underworld. What we are proposing, essentially, 
is an alliance. Old guard versus new blood. We take out all those codgedy old groups, just like you've been doing, and we take over the city for ourselves. Sounds like there's a lot of money in that, possibly. There is quite a bit of money. And you see, we've been watching what's been going on here in the city, and before you guys showed up, there were two Bravos organizations in the city. The Jings and the Shearshoe Fanciers Association. Shearshoe Fanciers Association ain't around anymore. The Jings, they are solidly part of the old guard. We need Bravos on our team. If, as you say, this is what we've already been doing, then what do we need you for? Well, you see, we are going to be giving you guys the finances you need to get these jobs done. Could you give me four coin for a thing? <laughs> Do not aid him in his weird requests. That, that is like weirdly specific. I mean, here, here, we'll offer you whatever amount of coin is appropriate for the given job. But there's also, so here, here's kind of the situation as it's going on. There are, like we said, old guard, new blood, but there's a few that are kind of disputed. In the old guard, very firmly, we've got the Bossing Say Kennel Club, the Fanged Mercenaries, Gecko Senior, and the Jings. In the new blood, we've got the three of us here. The Lamplighters, they're pretty new. We haven't reached out to them yet, but we can maybe get them on our side. But then in the disputed territory, we've got like the Apothecarial Society and the Flying Opera Company. They showed up about the same time. They've been here longer than us, but they haven't been here super long. We might be able to sway them to our sides, similar with the Catacombers. And then we got the Laundry Club and the Painted Zealots. <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting situation. And uh, so this is where, obviously, they don't need to explain to you what's going on with the Yellow Neck Splinter factions, but I should probably expound on that for the players and for our audience as well. So back in the day, there was a Daofei group called the Yellow Necks, and they did a lot of really bad stuff. They killed tons and tons and tons of people. They were led by a guy named Shu Ping An, who was a lightning bender. A what? A lightning bender. Boy. And they were absolutely wreaking havoc on the Earth Kingdom, terrorizing the citizens left, right, and center. And then eventually, this guy named Janju shows up, and he's like, hey, I'm going to put an end to this. He defeats Shu Ping An, and that is how he got his title, the Butcher of Zhulu Pass, because when he defeated Xu Ping'an at Zhulu Pass, all of the other members of the Yellow Necks were like, hey, we don't want you to kill us. And Janju's like, okay, well, here, I'll make you a deal. Everybody start digging a hole. By morning, whichever of you have dug the deepest holes, you're going to get spared. And so when the morning comes, they're all standing there in their holes like, look at what we did. We're so proud of our work. And then he earth bends over the top of all the holes, buries every single one of them. Boom. That's the end of the Yellow Necks. Oh, my gosh. Now, here's where things start getting tricky. Janju defeated Xu Ping'an, but he did not kill Xu Ping'an because he was like, the Fire Nation nobility, they're probably going to want to learn how to lightning bend from this guy. So instead of killing him, he put him into a maximum security prison way up north where he could be studied. Now, fast forward several years, and Kiyoshi is part of a group called the Flying Opera Company, and they get conscripted by two gentlemen named Mok and Y. These two were lieutenants of Xu Ping'an back in the LNX, and they're trying to get him out of jail. So they have started a group called the Autumn Bloom Society that is a cover for the Yellownecks. We following along so far? I think so. So Kiyoshi was not a Yellowneck. She was not a Yellowneck. Okay. But these two dudes who were trying to bring the Yellownecks back, they've been growing up their organization, and they are like, hey, the Flying Opera Company, you guys owe us a favor, so you're going to help us release one of our friends from prison. 
So they do. Turns out, hey, it's shooping on. At that point, <laughs> Kiyoshi is like, okay, we made a big mistake. I am going to kill you. And she does. She goes into the Avatar state. She kills shooping on. And that is like pretty definitively the end of the Yellow Neck specifically. But Mach and Y are, they're crafty. They're crafty little guys. <laughs> so they start another group called the Triad of the Golden Wing and set up in a place called Lungkau City Block in Bossing Sei. Kiyoshi goes in, she busts up that organization, Mach and Y go to jail. And then eventually those who were still left start to splinter off into various groups. That's how we get the Jings. We have the three Jings that we met in the Fight Club one shot. They started their own organization. A couple of the people started the Fanged Mercenaries. That's another splinter faction. And then Mach and Y, they were in jail for a long time. They uh, got into some disputes. And that is why they each have their own separate organizations now. Mach has the Laundry Club and Y has the Painted Zealots. I think I followed that. All right. So that is the history of the Yellownecks. So the Jings and the Fanged Mercenaries, they're both part of the Old Guard. And it's very likely that Mach is going to want to try and ally himself with those guys to kind of keep the Yellowneck power centralized. But why? He's the guy that you saw shouting out in the shanties, the guy who's missing a nose, the guy who is like 100%, Kiyoshi is the Avatar! She was the only one powerful enough to kill our master Shuping on, and therefore that is why I am now fiercely loyal to the Avatar. Okay, so he follows strength. So we need to kill the Avatar. I don't think that's what they said. That is, a, <laughs> that is an idea. I appreciate how daring you are. <laughs> oh boy. But now here's, here's what we are thinking. The easiest group that we can probably talk with first would be the Lamplighters because they are, aside from you guys, they are the newest faction here in Bossing Say. And then it's a matter of trying to win over the rest of those disputed crews so that we can bring them over to our side before they're snatched up by the old guard. I think that's an excellent idea. Please point us in the directions of the Lamplighters. Oh yeah, certainly. And they pull out a map of Bossing Say. Well, you guys already have a big map of Bossing Say. We've established that. <laughs> we'll unroll it. And yeah, they point directly at Lungkau City Block. All right. And uh, since you're the money and we're the muscles, how much is this worth to you? Well, the lamplighters, like we said, we don't still know too much about them. We haven't like really contacted them. Since we're kind of in a test phase here, as it were, a probationary situation, I think we can start out by offering now. We don't want to stiff you, of course. We could offer you, let's say, six coin for this first job. I have a better idea. What if we go talk to the lamplighters, do your plan, and kill you where you stand? <laughs> Don't like that. You'll, you'll have to forgive. Well, if you want to insult us, then we must insult you in kind. Can I talk to your butler instead? He seems much nicer. <laughs> the young master who can handle his own problems. And you'll have to forgive our associate, uh, Mr. Wei Young, or Mr. Who, has uh, recently come back from a short sabbatical. We will take a moment to discuss amongst ourselves how we would like to proceed. Ned, this is completely off topic. Can we establish that who got his doctorate at BSSU? Make a... What, what skill would you like to roll to see if you got your doctorate? Probably study. That's how you get a doctorate, right? Yeah, go ahead and roll to study. Can I push myself? It's very important to me that I have a doctorate. He wants to be Doctor Who Wei Young. Doctor Who. Oh my god. I'll say you can't push yourself, but you can take a devil's bargain if you would like. We'll make this. I mean, it's probably controlled because it's just school. Controlled standard, why not? Okay, what's the devil's bargain? The devil's bargain is because you got a doctorate, 
you're going to get three times as much mail from the mailing list no! as everybody else. Oh, but the pun. I want to be Doctor Who so bad. Is it worth the mailing list? I can move. <laughs> oh my gosh. A five. A five. You do it, but there's a consequence. Oh no. Is it six times the mail? Yeah, I was about to say, even more mail. <laughs> I, I would like to offer a consequence. What's that? He is roped into doing like a commencement speech or something. Uh, <laughs> are you kidding me? One of the pieces of mail that you get from the mailing list is like, Dr. Hu Wei Young, we just remembered what a great student you were. We would like you to speak at commencement. <laughs> Excellent. I will speak commencement then. Bring your father with you. Good lord. I mean, good spirits. <laughs> Alright, so you are Doctor Who now, but at some point you're going to need to give a commencement speech with your dad at Boston State University. Sorry, I know I just went completely off topic, but when, you, when Tonin said Mr. Who, I was like, I should be a doctor, and then I went, oh, Doctor Who, and I had to do something with it. Oh, boy. Uh, Tonin, you wanted to talk? Yeah, so I'm going to say, hold a moment, I'm going to let them I'm going to have Eelhound and the boys give them more tea while we go into... I'm going to actually just bring everybody into my soundproof room so we can't be listened to. <laughs> it, it is almost done. Yeah. It's, I was it's, about to say, where are we going to go? We do have an extra room now. Yeah, it's nearly done. It's it's coming along. The last two things are going to be, you know, specific inscriptions and things hanging from the walls. All right. I am a big fan of allying with these people. I don't want to come from a place of weakness, which I don't think we are. We've literally just released them from a very desperate situation. You, they were definitely in dire straits. We helped them out. I feel like we're in a place of strength. I wouldn't be against asking for a little bit more money. I really want four coin for a thing. <laughs> what could that possibly be? <laughs> Wait, you don't even have four coin? I don't have four coin. <laughs> In my stash, I have one, two, three, four. I have five coin in my stash now, but if I take that out, that's only three coin, I think. Look, I am always down to negotiate for more coin. I think four coin per person might be a bit steep, but if you withdrew from your stash and got maybe three coin on top of it from this job, you would have enough coin. I was thinking if we could uh, ask for nine coin so yes mm -hmm. we would each get three each get three i would be much more likely to do this job flashback <laughs> we're not in a job mainly because i forgot to do this when we were upstairs uh were they lying about their intentions flashback to upstairs yeah <laughs> five minutes ago they they were not lying about their intentions they are very sincere they want to essentially start a gang war in bossing say yeah, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like this is voluntarily going to war with everybody. And here's the here's an Evan thing. I feel like we haven't been bravoing enough as bravos. Oh, we keep trying to be sneaky or not noticed. And I kind of want to kick in a door. And a gang war is a perfect chance to like go to somebody's headquarters and just bust down their door. So uh, I'm it. I want I want a war. I want him to use his sheer shoes. <laughs> I will say one other thing that they would have added is they do want to like for as long as possible prevent the old guard from realizing that they're starting a gang war. So it would start out like 
pick off members of the old guard as you can until eventually they realize, oh, wait, this is what's happening. That's fine. We're already ambitious enough that a a more out of the blue attack from us would probably just be regarded as, gosh, dang it, those mask spirits. Mask spirits again? (laughs) Are you kidding me? They might regard it as pretty daring, in fact. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it sounds like this first job they're offering us is not so much, though, a kick indoors. It is a... Just go chat. See if you can't make an ally. Mm -hmm. Is it even really a job or just a meeting? I need to go speak with Brother Hotaro, so this is really convenient. Could we... Could we, and this is more analytical, uh, outside the game brain, could we use this as a, like a layer extension? Like a claim? Like, yeah, like, like a, a claim. A turf? Well, not even turf, like these people, um, the lamplighters, they're a cult, right? Yeah. So maybe we could use that to intimidate the guards. Maybe we could use that to terrorize the citizens. I thought we get in there and figure it out later. <laughs> you want to just figure out what kind of job this is and then make an engagement roll? Yes. Yes. I'm committing to that. I, I will. I will say. I would like to go back up there. Agree that we will go. We, this. This will be. You know, our first one. But I would like to try and push for three coin for the three of us. So, so nine coins in total. All right. What would you like to roll for that? Um. I would like to roll sway. I'm trying to convince them. All right. And they are here to have reasonable conversations with you. They want to be allies. So we'll just make that just a clean, risky standard. Okay. Ooh, I would like to roll again and up it to make it more difficult because I got a two and a one. Do I need to intimidate (laughs) them to help you? So you want to make it desperate. Uh, It would still be standard effect because you failed that first roll. You could do desperate standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So desperate, meaning I mark and resolve. And if you are willing to help me, I will take it. Uh, can I accept help on my second roll? Uh, you can, an assist. So Siwe, you would just take one stress to give Tonin a third. Yep, third die. Okay. So I will go ahead and roll three dice. I'll just, um, as he's like proposing the offer, and he's like, it'd be really nice if you could maybe give us a little more coin. I'll just like casually make my way across the room and slide my hand over and grab my wolf mask and hold it up like I'm prepared to put it on if necessary. Like I'm, you know, just getting my gear together, reach over, grab my club and slide it a little closer to me. All right. Christian is showing us his dice tray very emphatically. Two ones and a six. (laughs) Because I was terrified because the first things I saw were the two ones and I was like, that's a critical failure. All right. Full (laughs) success on a desperate roll. You do it. They kind of look back and forth at each other and then just nod simultaneously. And yeah, they agree to pay you nine coin for this job. So they just want us to go meet with these guys and talk to them? Uh, They want you to get them allied, ideally. Make a full alliance, which I would like to approach as a claim for either terrorizing the citizens, because boy, howdy, if the citizens start getting wind that we are allying with other scary groups, then that's more terrifying. So my understanding of how this works is either you get a job for payment or you do a claim as an internal job. Okay, we can't do both. That makes sense. Take the money. Holy cow. Money, baby. I got to take the money. I got to get that bowl going. (laughs) This is like pretty clear cut going to be a social job. Yeah. We're going to go over and try and be friendly. Yeah, this is a tea date more than a heist. Well, do we want to do social or do we want to do a cult? Because they're a cult. We're talking to them. I mean, I have a feeling you guys aren't going to want to do this, but we could always encourage them to join us under threat of heavy weapon. No. Hello, would you like to be our allies? Be our allies or else we will beat you up. Yeah. Speak softly and carry a big stick. Okay, in Seaway's defense, I think that there is an argument for that. If we say, hey guys, 
There is about to be a big ol' citywide gang war. We are offering you a chance to ally with us before that starts. Because if it starts and you're not on our side, you're on the other side. So it sounds to me like you want to negotiate, bargain, or persuade? Which would be, I guess, social. We're just having a talk. We're just buddy-buddy right now. Yep, okay, I'll do social. I, I, my vote is social then. All right, so we need to figure out the social connection. Jenna, who do you know? <laughs> well, I think we already do have a social connection in that Wei Young has an invitation to speak with Brother Hotaru. From a giant demon spirit with one eyeball. Did you tell us about that? I don't think I did. All he said to Seaway was, hey, I need help getting in touch with Brother Hotaru. Do you know who that is? So I don't even know anything about this. Okay, okay. Listen, I don't want to spill the beans, as it were, but I have a mutual acquaintance with Brother Hotaru. Perhaps I could go and chat with him first. Um, I mean, I feel like strength in numbers. We need to present a unified front. Would I know who Brother Hotaru is? Uh, you can roll to gather information, I suppose. When you say brother, I'm, is that Earth Sage? Uh, roll to gather information. Okay. I'll, if it's Earth, if he is Earth Sage, I will roll with consort because I would I would know other Earth Sages and I would know that information more likely. If he's not, I will roll with I don't know survey. Yeah, you can give that a shot. Okay. Um, and with survey, I will just do my classic disguise self go hide in the area and gather information. So let's see what I can find out. More about Brother Hotaru. Okay, just looking around, seeing if you can overhear anybody talking about him. Mm -hmm. Him or just any any useful information, just gathering information, I'm gonna do that. But that's just one die, not two. It's a six. Hot dog, dude. So you get exceptional details, complete information, follow-ups reveal related information or more than expected. So you go down kind of into Lung Kao and you're hanging out like, you know, their headquarters is at Lung Kao city block. So you're just like listening to people as they're coming out. And there's kind of a big outpouring of people, this mass exodus. And there's people just looking completely jazzed, like, holy cow, that sermon was amazing. Brother Hotaru is like a complete prophet. He's like the real deal. All right. I'm disguised as a cabbage farmer that I saw <laughs> once. And I'll just adjust my big old fake glasses that I'm wearing and I'll start walking up and talking to people and uh, approach someone who looks like they might be zealous to share information with someone who's interested about this miracle. Mm. Who would I see, I guess, in the area that looks like eager? Dude, there's a whole crowd of them. All right, I will just go up to an older woman. I feel like she'll just be eager to tell me things. All right. Uh, hello, it's me. I, cabbage farmer. Very excited to hear about Brother Hotaru. Uh, you say he's magic man. Very uh, real religion. Tell me more, please. Ah, uh, Brother Hotaru knows how to commune with the spirits. Oh, not scary? Sounds scary to me. It's good. Oh, there are many scary spirits, but Brother Hotaru knows how to speak with them, to consort with them, to, to make them friendly. Oh, Brother Hotaru is a friendly guy, very nice, we like him. Oh, he is the sweetest gentleman, just the most wonderful voice, the most wonderful presence. Oh, could I join your flock, your field? Yes, there will be another sermon tomorrow. Oh, wow. 
no cabbages tomorrow, so it's good timing. Yes, uh, the cabbages are taking a break tomorrow. Yeah, they they take Tuesdays off. Um, what time is the meeting? Ah, uh, it will be at sunrise. Oh, it's early. Uh, I wake up early. Good, good. You have to have faith to show up. You know, a lot of people like to sleep in, but if you're dedicated, you will show up early at sunrise. Oh, okay. And he, uh, afterwards, he he goes, he takes a nap. What he he sermons more. What he what does he do? He speaks with the spirits. Oh, okay. Seems like a cool guy. Yes, you too shall see him speak with the spirits. Oh, he, he, at tomorrow morning, yeah. Yes, at the sermon. Oh, I'll make. I'll bring my friends, and we will do the. Uh, spirits talking. Very good. Nice to meet you. What's your name? Ah, my name. I'm going to roll for it real quick. (laughs) My name is Kitchy. Oh, Kitchy. Good to meet you. Uh, I'm Ling. Ling. See you. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. It will be so wonderful. I can't wait. Right. So he he sits. So from what I gathered, he is manifesting spirits that aren't scaring people somehow. Correct. And people are believing whether or not it's true. People are believing that he just communes with the spirits all day. Yeah. All right. And I got a good look at like the chapelish sort of place, the the temple, whatever it is. So, yeah, it's straight up in Lunkow City Block, which a lot of people have been keeping a pretty wide berth of because like that was where Kiyoshi showed up and completely wrecked the Triad of the Golden Wing. Right. So a lot of people consider that area to be very bad luck. But apparently Brother Hotaru took advantage of that and is building up his church in there. Then I will head back with that information and relay everything I learned to my boys. So from what I can tell, that's that's the Brother Hotaru you're looking for. Um, why are you looking for him? I mean, I, I know we are all doing it now for a job, but you were looking for him beforehand? It would be better for your safety if I kept that information to myself. I'm not sure how, but okay. You really want me to tell you? I trust you if you think if you think it would be dangerous for me to know somehow. No, it's fine. If you want me to tell you, I can tell you. I mean, I'm trying I, to take care of you. I'm trying to be a nice guy for once. Jeez. I'd like to know. I'd like to know things so I don't go in, you know, ignorant to a danger. But if you think it's more dangerous if I know, you know, I got to trust you. You're you're my friend. Good. Then trust me. I do not trust you. Jeez, you're being weird about this. I trust Doctor Who implicitly. <laughs> Thank you, my companion. <laughs> All right, well, I feel like I know what I want to do for an entrance. I just want to go in and see him do his miracle and then get to him afterwards to talk. So that's what I would like to do. But if you guys want to gather more information, do something else beforehand before we roll that engagement, let me know. I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. We're going to start with one die for sheer luck. Next, is this operation particularly bold or daring? We're just going to go talk to a guy. Yeah. I mean, we're at his church. It doesn't feel particularly bold or daring. It's just that's where he is, so. All right. Is this operation overly complex or contingent on many factors? No. We're just going to go no. talk to a guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does the plan's detail, i.e. your social connection, expose the vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? We're just, just going to talk to a guy. To a guy. <laughs> <laughs> we, well, we, we also don't know. Like, we have no actual connection to We just know about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see. Is the target strongest against this approach? Or do they have particular defenses or special preparations? Not really. We're just going to go talk a, to a guy. I don't feel like this is a job. This is, like, <laughs> well, this is... I mean, here's the thing. 
It seems so simple because if it goes wrong, we are in their lair. It sounds like he can summon spirits, which could be real bad. Like, I could see this going really horribly for us. Should we just give you one die and mm -hmm. just see where that goes? Yeah. We're just talking to a guy. Yeah. Is there any benefit that, that could possibly give us an extra one just for two? Can we devil's bargain on this? I know officially <laughs> no. Uh, no, roll one die. Who wants to roll it? I feel like Seaway hasn't done it in a while. Yeah. Five. That's pretty good. That ain't bad. You're in a risky position when the action starts. I mean, what's a risky position when you're going to church? We <laughs> ate garlic and our breath smells really bad. We're dressed inappropriately. <laughs> I, I will say I am disguised as that same cabbage farmer. I'm wearing my mask. <laughs> I can't be seen at a church. I, I was wondering about the masks. Like, what kind of, you, you say they're a cult. Is a mask weird? <laughs> we should have gathered information on that. We all show up in our masks, and I'm disguised as the cabbage farmer. Yeah, I'll say, Tonin, all of the people who were walking out of the congregation seemed like they were just normal people. I forgot to mention that, <laughs> apparently, and now we're risky because everyone's looking at us because we're dressed weird. <laughs> I don't like I don't like going into a job as myself. Tonin, can you like do makeup before we go to make me look like a different person? You do have a fine disguise kit. I do, and I will use it. I will make... Hmm. There is a rather prominent advisor up in the upper ring who also is bald and large and could probably look like Seaway. So I use a bit of putty and I use makeup and I make him look like this very prominent advisor from the upper ring. So he's not himself, but he is someone who people might talk about still. Perfect. I suppose I could just go as myself and be like, oh, I want to see what the people are excited about because I, who way young, care about the people. A true fact. <laughs> and I'm a cabbage farmer. <laughs> it's a good political move. Yeah, I'm gonna go kiss a few babies on the way in. All right, so you guys are heading towards the entrance and there's people at the front. They're like handing out little pamphlets as people are walking in. And as you approach the door, actually way young, one of them kind of lights up when he sees you and says, Pardon me, are you Dr. Hu Wei-Yang? <laughs> that is correct, I am Dr. Hu. Ah, Brother Hotaru has seen you in a vision. Uh, he is about to begin the sermon, but you can go speak to him if you would like to. That would be most excellent. May my compatriots join me. Ah, he is a little busy. It's only you specifically that he is expecting from the vision. Oh. Ned, can you pinky promise me you're not going to do the bad luck? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to Go alone. You've got to. I want to make an angel sparkin. Um, <laughs> I would love to speak with Brother Hotaro. Is he, he's not too busy, is he? Uh, no, he, he's willing to put aside time for you. Oh, excellent. I would love to meet with him. All right. His office is just behind the main congregation room. Uh, you two other friends, uh, don't worry. He will be out soon. Uh, you can take a seat in one of the pews and just enjoy the prelude music. <laughs> um, I would like to lead us to the very, very front bench or whatever the most forward seat is, because I feel like those are not always full. Um, people don't want to be in the front front. <laughs> so I want us to be like right in the front with big old Seaway and- Oh, but he's huge. He's gonna be blocking the view for like 30 people. Yeah, he sits like right in front of the old woman that you met yesterday. And she's just like, oh, I want to see the miracles. I just I just look back at her and I give her a thumbs up. <laughs> I would, um, before I go into Brother Otaro's office, I, I want to make sure that I have two knives taped to the inside of my wrist. Oh, um, you're- but, but hidden by my robes just in case, because uh, I I am very nervous about this. You're declaring load before you even I'm, need I'm to. I'm preemptively declaring load, yes. I, I, it's just like a little metal knife with a little stone pommel on the end of it. All right. 
you are led to the office and there's a little knock at the door and you hear a voice from the other side say, yes, do enter in. And the door opens and you are led into the room and you see there is a kind of sandy haired person uh, standing on the other side of a desk looking up at a mural that has been carved into the wall. And it's a mural of all kinds of fantastical sights from the spirit world. And as the attendant closes the door behind you, this person turns around and you see about a 16-year-old boy. What? And instantly, the first thing that you notice is the color of his eyes. Kind of a sickly yellowish green. Oh, no. So I'm smart enough to put that together, right? Uh, I, I, Thomas is. It, I hope I hope Wei Young is. He's a doctor. It's the Glovatar. Uh, yeah, I think you can probably... You're paranoid. You can probably put that together. Okay. You're in a room with the Glovatar. By yourself. I've got two knives, though. I'm doing okay. <laughs> Not two <laughs> knives. All right. Um, I'm going to... Uh, I'm freaking out. He started um, his own cult. Uh, come and sit down. You you wished to speak with me, Doctor Who? Yes. <laughs> Jeez, I'm sweating. Um, <laughs> I will... I, I, I'd rather not... Okay. Thank you for offering me a seat, but uh, I, I don't want to take too much of your time. You see, uh, a couple of my co-workers were doing a job, and I was told to reach out to you to get more information about what's going on with the spirit situation. Ah, yes, there are many unusual spirit happenings here in Ba Sing Se at the moment, aren't there? Does that concern you? It concerns me in a sense. Ah, well, you can be open about your feelings with me, my brother. What would you like to tell me? I simply want to know why it's happening and why the spirit said to speak with you. I assume you must know something. Ah, the spirit asked you to speak with me? No, I, I asked you to come speak with me. Oh, you'll forgive me, but you do not look like what I spoke to. Ah, that is understandable. Yes, this physical form is limiting. It is not what my deeper self is used to, but it is useful for interacting with other mortals such as yourself. So you are Father Glowworm. Let's just cut the crap. Ah, Father Glowworm and I are one. We are united. You are a well-educated individual, Doctor Who. There's no one else in the room, right? There's not. Young man, has Father Glowworm taught you how to fight? <laughs> no. Father Glowworm has taught me, but also I am in communion with my previous incarnations, and I can assure you, Yoon was one of the most phenomenal fighters that ever lived in this world. Is he lying? <laughs> he, he is telling the truth. I've never seen Thomas so stressed and Christian so calm. <laughs> I, I didn't think I could go this bad this quickly. <laughs> so you're the one who is summoning these spirits then? Well, of course. I'm going to reveal a secret. <gasps> um, Ned. Yes? Oh, should we have a sidebar for this? This is a lot. Um, do do you want us to mute ourselves? I don't know. Take, How we... take our headphones off? No, no, no. It's it's okay. It's okay. You guys deserve to know this. Um, <laughs> oh, this is so out of character, but I honestly don't know how else to fix this problem. Um, I assume he's not expecting me to do anything, right? You can assume that. Oh, no. I would like to survey the room, oh, no. and I specifically would like to use my secret to aid me in that. All right. What are you looking for? 
I want to see if he's nervous. All right. No, I'm nervous. Make a survey roll. Can I add a die since I'm using my secret? What? Uh, if you push yourself, then you can. Come on. Or if you take a devil's bargain, then you can. Come on. I know, I know you still have that stroke of bad luck waiting for me. I don't want to add to the pile. I'm just going to survey. Nothing goes wrong for looking around. Something went wrong for looking around. It was a three. <laughs> yeah, that is a full-on failure. And man, I, I, keep, I keep needing to remind myself to set position and effect before we start. <laughs> you are acting against the Glovatar. That is going to be desperate limited effect. So you do get to mark XP. Upside. Get some XP out of that. Oh, my hands are shaking. <laughs> and Brother Hotaro gives you kind of a pitying smile almost and says... Ah, you are looking for a way out, it seems. Do not worry, do not worry. And he stamps the ground, and walls of earth erupt around you, pinning you in this cube of stone. Okay. Wait, wait. Seaway's already fidgeting up front. Does he hear that? Hold on, Seaway. You're about to get some juice. And you hear a voice from the other side kind of almost resonating through the stone as he uses his earthbending to project his voice and says... Ah, poor Wei Young. You cannot earthbend to get yourself out of this, can you? I would like to earthbend to get myself out of this net. (laughs) (laughs) You open up a passage in the wall in front of you, and you hear that voice continuing to resonate, saying, Ah, but neither of your parents are earthbenders. Your mother could not have given birth to an earthbender when your father is also (gasps) not... What? I would like to throw my knife at the young boy. <laughs> so as you opened the door to the other side, you no longer saw the room that you previously were in. <gasps> you see an expanse of mist. Oh, he took me to the friggin' spirit world! <laughs> Dang it! In a stroke of incredibly bad luck. <laughs> All right, know what? That's what we're doing then. I'm going to kill the Glovatar and I'm going to do it alone. Well, Wei Young's going to die today. <laughs> How do you want to do this, Ned? I know this isn't a combat system. System, but here we are. Well, you don't see Brother Hotaru. You just see this expansive mist in front of you. I'm in the spirit world alone? The mist begins to fade away, and where previously you saw that mural on the wall, these carvings of the spirit world, it's not a mural anymore. You are alone in the spirit world. So be it. I know who I need to go talk to. And back in the material world, as Brother Hotaru is putting everything back the way it was before, a figure steps out of the shadows in the corner. And Better not be Jenna. I swear, I'm going to freak out if it's Jenna. It's not. And Brother Hotaru pulls out a large sack of coins and places it into the hand of Riven the Chemist. <gasps> and Brother Hotaru says, thank you, Riven for your great contribution to the forwarding of our cult. I am still playing as Wei Young. This session is not over. This is the spirit world, and I have one dot and a tune, and I'm going to use it. Here's my plan. So we're going Here's to... my plan. You're going to hear it, okay? All right. Wei has trained me in the spirit world. I am here physically as a person, which means I can still earthbend. Correct. I know there are incarnations of the Avatar who live here. And I know that the spirit world, if you think hard enough, you can find what you're looking for. I want to find one of the avatars, any of the avatars. All right. We're going to keep that role in mind. But first, we're going to cut back over to the material world. 
Seaway and Tonin, uh, everybody's kind of chattering around you, and you see a door open up next to the lectern, and everybody goes quiet as you see as well this 16-year-old boy step out onto the platform and turn to face the congregation, and he gives a very calm smile before saying, Welcome, my wonderful friends. I see many new faces here in the crowd today. I am glad that you have come to join us. You see, I have come to bring great change to this world. For generations upon generations, the title of Bridge Between Worlds has been given to the Avatar. But tell me, have any of you seen Kiyoshi create a bridge between this world and the spirit world? No, the Avatar is not the Bridge Between Worlds. I am. And he steps to the wall behind the lectern and earthbends a portal into the wall and you see lights swirling on the other side. And he turns back to the crowd and kind of tries to peer around Seaway. <laughs> and he says, Ah, yes, Kichi, you have been one of my most devout friends ever since the beginning. Your husband has been gone for some years. And she brightens up visibly. And he says, You would like to speak with him again? And she stands up as everybody else in the room begins like, oh, what, what is this actually happening? And she steps forward and you see the light beginning to part and you see a figure of a man standing there in that portal. And she begins weeping and rushes forward into his arms. And Brother Hotaru says, you may now be together again. You may speak at your leisure. You may catch up. And once again, enjoy the love that you had in life. And he turns to the rest of the crowd and says, You see, the Avatar is not the bridge between worlds. I am the bridge between worlds. Seaway and Tonin, how are you feeling right now? Shoot him. Shoot him. Get a gun. <laughs> Invent a gun. <laughs> Shoot him. Um, is there a thing I could roll to see if my face slips at all in the shock of this moment? Uh... Make a resolve resistance roll. Oh, interesting. And I roll three dice for that because I have two ticks in resolve, plus we have that thingamajig that gets us an extra one. Forged in fire. Forged in fire. So I roll three. Correct. And anything less than a six, my face will slip. Mm -hmm. Okay. At least a little bit. Yeah, we'll see how on much. how bad you roll. Okay. A six, a four, and a two. All right. So your face does not slip. But it comes close, I'll tell you what, because <laughs> I can, I mean, I'm assuming I also Gets real note, droopy for a second. <laughs> I, I'm assuming I, I also note the color of his eyes, and because I saw Father Glowworm as well, right? You did, I believe, yeah. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, Ko only really wanted me to figure out what he was doing. That was the last instruction I received, I believe, was see what he's doing, right? Uh, he said, find out what is happening and remove the threat of Father Glowworm from the material world. Okay. Well, I think if he's trying to usurp the bridge part of the Avatar, that's pretty big. I don't know how to stop that. <laughs> hey, Ned. Yes? So his room is, the room that they were in is behind where he is up right now demonstrating? Correct. So like it's in, the door to it is in front of everyone? Yeah. So there's probably no way for me to use Prowl to go to the room? Uh, it would be desperate limited effect, but you could always try. Do it, man. I have a single die. Take the bargain. Can, can I assist him? Sure. I would like to mark a stress, slip out 
one of my singing bowls. I will mark that as part of my load, my arcane implements. And I'm assuming this portal has a resonance to it. I'm assuming there's a there's a humming or something coming from it, right? Yeah, you can sense that resonance. I mean, with your understanding, like, that is like the little teensy bit of your earthbending that Ko left with you is your ability to just feel resonance is more powerful than others. Then I will take out the singing bowl that will interfere with that resonance the strongest. And I will strike that as Seaway doffs his disguise and begins to skulk away. All right. So you get one extra die. Tonin, you mark one stress. What is happening? It's a four. Mm. That's a partial success, right? Would you like to push yourself or take a devil's bargain? Well, okay. So if it's desperate, four is still like, it doesn't work, right? You suffer severe harm. A serious complication occurs. You have reduced effect. And what's reduced from limited effect? Zero effect. <laughs> no effect. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't mean that's the one that I'm going to choose. Oh, you get to pick one of one of those, not all of those. Yes. What would the devil's bargain be, Ned? <gasps> the devil's bargain would be as such. Brother Hotaru is pretty intimately familiar with Wei Young and Tonin. You're the only one who has managed to like slide under the radar so far you would make yourself pretty intimately known to Brother Hotaru. Worth it. Oh, one more die. All right. Come on. <sighs> that was only a two. Would you like to push yourself? Can I push himself? Can I push himself? No. <laughs> Can I do anything? Do I see a portal? Can I like come running through and it's been 15 years in the spirit world, but... So the portal that he is opening is like on the other side of the spirit world from where you are. You are on your own in this moment. Uh, as the portal closes, as you hit that resonance of the bowl, you can see for just a moment, Brother Hotaru, his eyes just like go super wide. His irises contract. So there's just like little pinpricks of pupils in the center of him for just a moment. Almost like he got shocked by a great surge of electricity. And the portal closes behind him. And as he kind of catches his breath, everybody is murmuring out in the crowd. And he looks out and says, ah... Kitchi has decided to remain with her husband in the spirit world. The, the travails of the material plane were too dire for her. She has gone to a more fantastical place now with the one that she loved of her own volition. He killed an old lady. She was on the other side? He killed an old lady in front of everyone. I mean, Brother Hotaru didn't do anything to that portal. But uh, Siwe, as you're kind of stepping forward, Brother Hotaru reaches out. And he's like, ah, oh, I can see that you are troubled, my friend, and places a hand on your shoulder and instantly like a chill goes over. It's not like a chill up your spine where it's like a weird tingle. It's literally just like a sensation of cold that begins to spread down your arm. And he says, do not worry, my brother. Do not worry. She is where she wants to be. Can I drink a vial of rage essence <laughs> what do we guys i think we're gonna give you a week to think about that and that's where we're going to pick up next time <laughs> at least you don't look like yourself you look like some highfalutin advisor but the devil's bargain he saw he knows who he is he saw through the disguise yeah 
Well, everybody, all the cards are on the table now, pretty much. I think we should have asked for more than nine coin. <laughs> Managed to keep my secret for this long, and then I didn't even get to use it. Well, you have access to it still in the spirit world. That lot of good that's going to do. I can't open a hole into the real world. You should have taken some lessons from me. I got to find the avatar. That's my option. I got to find the avatar, one of the dead ones. What I'm really baffled by is the fact that for how much crap ned gave christian for the invention of a giant singing bull that might be the thing that can destroy the glovatar if one <laughs> small singing bull made his pupils turn to pinpricks and close the portal that might be the key to this whole thing is the giant harmonic resonance <laughs> might might be our best bet am i gonna have to talk to ko is that my way home do you want to talk to ko no <laughs> Not even a little bit. I hate this. That's a stroke of incredibly bad luck for you, my dude. That is beyond incredibly bad luck. It's incredibly bad. That's like the equivalent. That's the equivalent of getting hit by a plane. Like that doesn't happen to people. Oh, man. Well, everybody, thanks for listening to ImpTab Avatar. We'll be back next time with more adventures in the world of Blaze and the Dauphin. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as a, a delightful older woman who has been reunited with her loved one. If you would go... Uh, that felt bad to say. Uh, we, just as individuals, we would be happy if you give us a review. It'd be really nice if you were to do so. It would lift our spirits. Uh, they could use a little bit of lifting right now, I would imagine. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop, so if you'd like to connect with us there, you know, maybe you would like to talk with Christian about how he's going to try and make this singing bowl save the day for everybody. Don't be afraid to reach out. Now, it's time for our next batch of Sticker Club patrons, and I think it's time to really lift our spirits because, once again, it's Wife Appreciation Week. First person we're shouting out is Mackenzie Peterson. Evan, is there anything you would like to say about Mackenzie Peterson? No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's going in the final recording, man. You're going to have to contend with that. He's going he's no, to cut yeah. everything else she's said. No, no, no. No, Mackenzie's amazing. I love Mackenzie. No, Mackenzie... What what is what what more can I say about? I mean, we've already she's come up a couple times as the the sticker club shout out. Just uh, Mackenzie, I love you. You're amazing, and uh, don't make that face, Christian. Christian's making this. The, Christian's making the throw up face. No, sorry, I love my wife, Christian. Okay, he's gonna keep. He's gonna keep. I have nothing to say about her, and I'm sorry I love my wife. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to do one of those, like, bad cuts people do where the voice is different on each word. Yeah. I don't love my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, next person we're shouting out is McKenna Randall. Christian, is there anything you would like to say about McKenna Randall? <sighs> I mean, what more is there to say? <laughs> um I just want to shout out McKenna for being a professional actress. She's got an agent. She's currently in Romeo and Juliet. She just auditioned yesterday for the Nashville Shakespeare Company, which she'll definitely get into. Knock on wood, but no doubt. So she's just killing it right now. Big shout out to her. Yeah, yeah I feel like we shouldn't, since her name with her agent and her acting name is uh, McKenna Steele, I feel like we shouldn't be shouting her out as McKenna Randall. No, That's her. the name that she gave us on the Patreon. Isn't isn't it McKenna Steele on her? No, I think, yeah, because that sounds better because Steele is cooler than Randall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Tony's not the only one having an identity crisis right now. <laughs> Says the person whose public name is not his real name. 
<laughs> anyway, good job, McKenna. Next person we're shouting out is Sammy Ryan Art. Thomas, is there anything you want to say about Sammy? Honey, I'm trapped in the spirit world. You need to go to these <laughs> coordinates. I'm next to a very large peach tree. The only way I'm getting out of here is if you go and talk to Tonin Yoru. He's located bossing say underneath Lexus <laughs> He has a spirit bowl, I think. He can hopefully open a portal to get me out of here. I'm scared and alone. I really, um, when I come back, I love you. Uh, see you soon. We'll have more sticker collections to shout out next week. If you want to join our ranks, uh, consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash tabletop, where you can also get bonus episodes, Discord access, biennial sticker packs, and more. Now let's do a round of plucks. Christian, would you like to take that this week? <laughs> Yeah, sure. We have our fate episodes. Plenty of those a backlog. They're amazing. Improv is great. If you haven't tried it, try it. You can do it all the time. Um, <laughs> we've got 10,000 Things, meaning a show called 10,000 Things. We have zero actual things. Um, then we also have our sister podcast, I Cast Fireball. <laughs> we also have our partnership with Fanroll Dice. You can use the code Vroom Vroom Fifi to get 10% off, and we get a little kickback from that, which is dandy. Uh, I would like to also plug the concept of free will. <laughs> it doesn't exist, because the Glovatar will just kill you. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. Well, here's the thing. It, the Glovatar won't just kill you because of whatever reason. You have to make a pretty bad devil's bargain first. And, and then... also, like, specifically seek him out. Bad call. <laughs> I had a plan, and it did not go as... I thought the kid would not be aware that he was getting a ride hitched by the Glovatar. Oh, he's very aware. Yeah, Surprise. he's... They're in union. They're, they're married. <laughs> they know all about each other. I gotta say, I love that during the outro a few episodes back, you guys, like, specifically spelled out, yeah, it's gonna be a 16-year-old kid. That, that just made the reveal so great. I loved it. Ridiculous. As soon as you said there's a 16-year-old kid, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no brother or father whatever brother uh father glowworm brother hotaru which incidentally hotaru is japanese for firefly oh boo <laughs> you brilliant man <laughs> oh thank you and thank you listener for joining us here in the world of Imptab avatar blades in the dao fei i'm ned wilcock your host and gm and i've been joined by my friends who i love and who love me very much as well <laughs> thomas ryan as I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> I thought I was Hu Wei Young again. I just got him back. Apparently I'm Dave. I'm trapped in the spirit world. All my plans, all my all my meddling, I have to rely on other people now to get me out of the spirit prison. It's ridiculous. How's that pathos for you? Maybe if you would have told your friend what was going on, he could have been a little more cautious with you. I specifically asked if you guys could come with me, and he said no. I was I was gearing up to knock on the door when he came out to do his sermon. More about this later on the talk yes, back. Yes, oh, I've also yeah. been joined by... Christian Randall as Tonin Yoru. And Evan Peterson as Siwei Lang. Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on ImpTab Avatar. Oh my gosh, what a reveal. See, I specified that the knives had little stone pommels so I could like so you throw could it at the guy's neck them. and pull it back. So cool. Such a fun idea. That doesn't matter now. <laughs> I got to find either Ko and Avatar something to get me out of there. You know what would be really helpful right here is a TARDIS. <laughs>